Okay, hello everybody. This is the Gaia's Voyages episode six. Love is in the air, part one. Commentary, and it's me again, Elaine, Captain, writer, producer, overhaul, poobah. And I am here with Paul Lavelle, who does the part of Thornton, and our is our narrator and credits man. And I'm also here with Stevie K. Farnaby, who has taken over the part of Amazo. So, say hi, boys. Hey there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we were on our uh, last time on Gaia. Uh, small cast. Got that. Um, well, actually, first part of Gaia 5 was the smallest cast in any of the episodes ever aired or ever written. There's like maybe five of us. Usually, we have cast out the wazoo, but we, it was just small. But last cast, um, Armor, last time, Armorock was put in charge of the firestorms after talking to Elizabeth and Mycroft. You know, the whole banter, I hate you, you hate me, we're all hating one another together between Mycroft and Armorock started, and Armorock just pretty much made all the firestorms his bitches. <laughs> and right now you're hearing the old... Um, <laughs> Old Cap, um, Captain John is the old Amazon, and we will hear a completely new version with Stevie here. And now, the adventure. And there's continues. Paul. And now the adventure continues. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and here and we boy, go. What a fun. And boy, what a fun character Captain he used to play as well. Oh, here is the frequency of fear. Ah, uh, the smell of the um, sea. I love it. Trailer. Uh, Frequency of fear is fun. Sometimes when a pirate's been out a plundering for something close to a year without a So, Stevie, what did you want to say about Amazon? This is a good point to do it. Wow. To cover up his own strong Sorry, I'm getting back into the pirate mode. Wow, Jim shiver me timbers. Frequency of fear. I'm just saying he's a really fun character to play. When I first. As, as you know, when I first um, music. kind of approached to be involved enough, with Gaia, it was to play the main Which we have not been, intro- has not been introduced and yet, so no spoilers. Yes, we have a boiler named Mordecai, but that is it. No spoilers. That's all you're hearing. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Um, and one of the things that Elaine asked me was, uh, what sort of a character would I most like to play? So I said, I want to play like the main villain. Now, obvi- obviously, things sort of, you know, certain situations arose, which meant that the character of Amazon had to also be recast. Now, even though Mordecai was specifically written for me to play, Amazon is the one that I seem to have most fun playing because <laughs> he's such a chipper little fella. <laughs> He's great fun. I love doing that voice as well. It's kind of you Mickey Mouse. You crack me up. You literally crack me up whenever you do a Amazon. You, link you do a fantastic job. At www.zombieastronaut.net. Oh, he's such a fun, a fun character. Like I said, I mean, he's um, it, it's kind of like my my Yorkshire equivalent of, <laughs> of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey there, Elaine. How are you doing today? And then you do a uh, funky effect on his voice, which Earth I like the too. The Confederation built a massive interstellar arc. <laughs> yeah, I sort of up the pitch on my voice just a little bit, about three three semitones, I think. Whatever you do, keep on doing it because I have no clue and I don't want to bother recreating it. Society needs. Because <laughs> I don't really talk that yes, high no, pitch. No, he That are so dangerous, they can't well, be stopped. I suppose unless, um, 
unless are certain... those who face the monsters. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would Ow. make me talk that yeah. high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting to hear how soprano Paul could go as well, or Bruce, or, or Bruce Busby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. You simply want the monster under the. Well, we we hear a little yeah. bit of that what in uh, eleven. We are the ones who make that No, happen. Bruce would never go soprano. <laughs> Philip Weber gets to go so a bit soprano, but I'm not going to say anything you, more about that. Just listen. I just might have to kill you. I, say, I, I get close. Is that 11 where oh, without yes. going this way? Yes, yes, where I yes get that, to, that part yeah. is 11. Guy is <laughs> yeah. six. What is in the air? Ow! Captain Monroe, kick me in the balls! <laughs> <laughs> okay, right now we're starting the episode. Um, we are in the Drunken Spaceman Tavern, which is sort of like Gaia's version of Ten Forward, though I really hate to make any sort of allusions to Star Trek. I try to keep away from it! Elizabeth is not Janeway! Just not! <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> yes, me and David. Are you ever serious? Elizabeth loves driving my crop crazy. She does it so well. And David well. plays that whole neurotic aspect so well. More serious matters like the assassin tending the bar. He does indeed. <laughs> Why do you trust him? I don't, my. Yes. Armrock, the assassin, is now the bartender of the drunken spaceman in his off time. <sighs> <laughs> because there's so much overlap between the two skill sets, you know, I mean. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> Handy with a knife and also very good at chopping sort of those little cherries that go in the top of cocktails. I sometimes have this idea for a scene where some sort of bad guy gets is through to, to Guy's bar and Armrock just hands him a poison drink and the guy drops dead and Armrock says, some men just can't handle their arsenic. I bet he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great one, Lina. Here's our map right there. Nice, thank you. I'm not Serving sure drinks. What you put in the tea, but it has a wonderful spicy zip well. to it. Oh, just a little spice. Oh, there's a scary thought. Death by swizzle stick. He could probably, knowing arm rock, he could probably <laughs> find ways to kill you with a swizzle stick. It's not dangerous. With you, everything is dangerous. At, at least twelve different ways. Yes. The first intelligent thing you've said. Yeah, I would think it would be about 12 different ways. Probably jam it in your eye or up your nostril or something. <laughs> and then, of course, if he sneezed, with that, with that thing stuck up his nose, then it would be a lethal projectile as well. And yet another way that Amarok could kill people. <laughs> right now, he's trying, to, he's trying to get permission for... To see how much pain he, and damage he can cause to the firestorm. I don't make the rules. I just follow them as right. much as possible. It does rather restrain me. So, Paul, how do you think Thornton feels about Armrock taking over his job? I will back you up within reason. Uh, I would probably say a little mixed. On the one hand, it's uh, you know never never fun to get demoted, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you got to admit the yeah. guy is good. And he can get out there and kick ass better than anyone else, and you know you, you, you can't ignore that. So, and at the same time, you can't really complain about because he'd probably find more ways to make your life miserable than even than he could figure out how to kill you. I suppose so. Yeah, I, I suppose in that situation, it's better just to kind of shut up and get on with your life and see what happens. 
And Thornton knows even better than Elizabeth what he's careful of, capable of, because he's been inside Armorock's head. Commander, you are going to need. Oh, I love this. Absolutely, and of course, Mycroft and Elizabeth, Mycroft making right here. This is great. You know me better than that. For a moment there, I was thinking that you. I'm not good enough to teach you myself, so you'll learn from Armorock here. Oh no. Oh Arm Rock is now Mycroft's drill instructor. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to like how you are. Is that your back impression? <laughs> is that your impression of Max, Stevie? It was. Uh, it, it was. It was kind of a very much um, on the spur of the moment type one. Yeah. <laughs> That was horrible. very good, though. You'll have to do better than that, you know that. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but you were talking about um, Thornton's reaction to Amarok, yeah. um, Amarok taking over, yeah. And um, I'm thinking that Thornton would be much, much more professional. You know, um, he, he certainly wouldn't be the type to sort of take it to heart. Yeah, and I think that's, a, that's the point is he, he would recognize that uh, Armorock does have the skills that they need to, particularly at this point in their mission, and they'd uh, be able to move forward. Um, it, it would be tough. Uh, it would be a big change for him, but uh, he seems to bounce back from uh, situations pretty well. And of course... Uh, Ahead, yeah, as I was going to say, without without spo without too many spoilers, is that this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg for him. He's got a lot yes. of challenges ahead of him. One word for you, for you all. Absolutely. Xanadu. That's all Paul and I and Stevie are going to say. Yeah. Watch this space. Uh, up to 28 episodes of Gaia, or 28 or 29 episodes of Gaia have been written, and we are on episode 6, so there's plenty to come. Oh yes, and in, in this episode, um, James Rossi, I believe, did come briefly back to Z, um, but not forever. And Mippa and everybody. Mm -hmm. I shall always remain a ship. Oh, sacra bluesy. Yes, Andre, this is important here, what's going on between Andre and females. This was written, this whole episode was originally written to be aired um, Valentine's Day 2009 as a, as a Valentine's Day special. What turned out to be episode six and seven part one and two was originally supposed to be one monster episode six. And I have no idea what the heck I was thinking. The largest chunk of thing I ever did made. And it's all this one bit of a chaotic storyline. I probably could have ended up chopping out more, but it's all in good fun. So I left it in. <laughs> and this was also, I believe, the first scene I ever had where I had pretty much the entire cast in one scene. So it was a bit of a challenge to mix. <laughs> Not exactly a cast of thousands, but certainly a cast of dozens. Dozens, yes. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say. I, I agree. I, I sure wouldn't want to have to try to mix this because there's, there's just so many different tracks and so many different people trying to synchronize. I, this would be an audio challenge. I, I don't know how you did it, Delane. It's it came out really good. 
One phrase, stereo failed. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> you put all the... Yeah, you put all the characters in different parts of the stereo field, which is quite nice. Actually, I think this might be Sam Hafta's beat. And up. Yeah, this, I think this is Sam Haft. I think um, James Rossi came back briefly in episode 7, the next one. I, I lose track. I've had three Zs, so it's been a while. I lose track of who was who. But our official forever Zit is Anthony Pizzelli. You will hear him, <laughs> I believe, in episode 8 or 9. I think episode eight, yeah. I think this is Sam Aft, uh-huh. and James came back for episode seven because Sam left, and then James left again, and Anthony came in. <sighs> you have no idea the challenges of keeping this bloody cast together. <laughs> and right now, Squeegeart is farting, and that is his version of love. I can't believe these you. females find <laughs> You can't beat a good fart joke. <laughs> There's Ace, um, Mike Croft's brother. That's Chris. Um, that's Chris Britton. Here's Bats. Elizabeth Rast, Mindy Rast does that best and she's fantastic. Oh, that is not what I had in mind. (laughs) 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 That's just wrong. I think she has fun doing bats. She created the character. Oh, yeah. Make each other's antenna. Chief, you know what I'm saying. Love comes in all forms, Andrea. Did you like my stink? Amusing thing is the person who plays Vixen, who just said the stink bug is going to get lucky, is the same person who plays Squeezer. Tried that line on me once. <laughs> and another sort of side joke is that Ace always gets himself slapped. You and Ace. Well, it was a drinking contest and a deck of cards was involved. Strict poker. But I must say he was fantastic. Mm, yes, the captain and Ace. Back in colored wild college days. You outrank him and oh. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, I'm we, actually we all wondering. Have parts of our colors that we don't want. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, if you know, during that scene, how many voice actors actually prepare for various scenes and roles? Um, how how people actually prepare for those roles? You just been on about the strip poker. I mean, was <laughs> when those were recorded? Did the voice actors record whilst naked? Just to prepare for the role and to get into well, character? I don't have to really work too hard to get into Elizabeth's character because sort of Elizabeth is me, except I'm not a black ops assassin and I can't make things... Well, I can't say something else because that would give away to me. But you control your appetite more. Elizabeth! I mean, in terms of... Pre- I meant in terms of preparing for that particular scene. Nobody's really said anything to me about it. <laughs> Oh, Paul, I love this. This is fantastic here. 
Yeah, this was just fooling around. I was just throwing this out there for the blooper reel. And then you told me you put it in the, in, in the main story. I'm like, ah, David's going to kill me. I got an accent. Well, it's still an accent. I mean, I can say things like, let's go fishing down at the creek. Hey, y'all come back now, you hear? I mean, really, I, I mean. It's just, it was nice to hear Thornton break his serious, proper character for a little bit. The only true romantic is Zeke. Yeah, that was that was why I had fun with it because Thornton is really kind of straight laced. I mean, uh, given the fact that uh, you know he the the skills that he has, uh, he he kind of has to keep everything in check. He can't let let himself loose too much. And this is one of those rare moments where or I could let him do that a little bit. And Desdemona is Gaia's galasexual. That's Renee Christine Jones's term. She has done it with anything and everything of every gender and species that she has ever taken the shape of. My claws just rip through like butter and they have no teeth to speak of. Where I come from, there's words for that sort of thing. We have similar words in the UK, Paul. <laughs> It certainly makes it easier to get a date, I suppose. And I thought the scratching. <laughs> Come on, guys. My friend Christina Boyd there. She is also. Well, I'm not going to say anything right now. Scratching post. Nor am I a jungle gem. She does sound like your type, Armorock. Too bad I can't steal her soul. And here they come. There's Stevie. Oh, something dying rotten here. It is so unusual to play a character that high that actually lives in a pocket <laughs> in somebody else's yes, Amazo pocket. is about <laughs> five, six inches tall, something like that. He's very small. Oh gosh. That's nice, dear. You are feeling better. Much better. Philip Weber um, take, took over the part of um, Dr. Noah for, in this episode is from Captain John as well. That's just so awesome. <laughs> We can each take it in turn to work with her on the subjects that we're best at. Mama Glow Lady! It's like we get the one on attention. Ah, later, I got Valentine's. Here's one for Mama Glow Lady, and here's one for Daddy Noah. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, Desdemona and Noah are not exactly happy. 
Commander Becker, sweetie. Commander Becker. Yes, Mycroft is Commander Becky. You're welcome. That's you and that's the captain. Does my hair really stand on end like that? <laughs> Quite a good likeness. My hair is all frizzy too. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts in the episode is just coming up in a second. Here it is. What? Indeed, he is a rock. I need you when the parts flowers is because you always look all grand. I guess that's because you never forget hugs as when you're alone. Maybe you don't have a family like I used to. And you can be my big brother and I'll give you lots of hugs. She's tough. Take the pretty little bell <laughs> and say thank you. Uh, like, why well, I can't believe yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I must. <laughs> Welcome, Big Brother Amrock. Big Brother Amrock. Big Brother Amrock. And that moment actually will come up again, so it's not just something to forget. Remember, Big Brother Amrock scene. <laughs> Poor Natty abuses Amazon so much. The great assassin getting adopted by a child <laughs> presented with a valentine with hearts and flowers along with a big hug and a kiss. <laughs> oh, don't you feel warm and fuzzy I like Natty and Amazon because they give Gaia a way to be totally still light and funny, even when things can get dark, and they can get very dark. Yeah, it's kind of that whole light and balance thing, isn't it? It's uh, it, it it does provide a really nice bit of contrast on the series. I try to keep everything balanced between action, darkness, humor, romance, drama, and all that sort of thing. It has developed quite a bit further than the what we initially started with uh, when when you wrote the first couple of episodes. Uh, it, it got dark really quick, but at the same time, you, you've been able to balance it with moments like this, and it's, uh, it's one of the reasons well, I just love this the show. darkness, I blame on Mac. It's Mac's fault. <laughs> He's so good at it. He's just so awesome in, the, in that dark, semi-evil, semi-good role. Although he, Amrock would, uh, or Amrock, <laughs> Armrock would never admit to the, the good side. Uh, there, there is a little bit of that. Yeah, I've too. said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, when Mac and I brainstormed together on Instant Message, the character of Armorock, and I liked it so much, I made sure to include it. And in order to do that, I had to explain why the hell the top brass would allow an assassin to remain on Gaia. And that's how Elizabeth's Black Ops connection came. And when that happened, the entire series just took this big been like a top in a direction I had never even imagined when I first created it and I love it bring me more Mac bring me more <laughs> it's amazing how these things take a life to their own they just they, they take off and they run and they almost evolve. I can have to say that I'm probably a certifiable multiple personality disorder just because I have like 60 plus voices talking in my head all the time 
shall both compete to see who can win the out of his lady affair. Have you seen well, a considering how many doctors I have on my cast, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah, I've addressed the situation. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. Quiet, bloody poet. <laughs> we shall let the women decide who is the most romantic by the end of the dance. Yes, Zeke and, and Andre uh, challenge a duel to see who is the master the of love. The wear on his next day off the most humiliating outfit that the women can think of. <laughs> Agreed. And I shall not lose oh boy. my honorary This will not end well. Steak. You do know that the two of us are right here, don't you? What you think? Men are very <laughs> It's a surprise we put up with them at all. I don't think he realized what he was getting himself Killed into. I could always sharpen my claws. I have the best of both worlds. A man who is also a bug. <laughs> and he farts again. So the scene ends on a fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole, this whole guy is six and everything came at a sheer whimsy just for the heck of it. Because guy of four and five were sort of serious. Guy of five certainly was serious and so we have six. So you actually do a moment. Though, since we're only energy in corporeal form until we master a certain form, we don't experience... The, the doctor and Desdemona are talking about sex. biological to do. So you can have sex, but can't have any fun doing What's the it? point? <laughs> Not exactly. Most of us can feel physical sensations through the sensors and force fields we project when we are corporeal. Masters can imitate life forms down to the cellular level, including working organs and organ functions. <laughs> oh, they are highly uh. pleasurable sensations. Oh, she's not so I know, excited I'm, about I, that's that. That's one of the things I love about Renee's Desdemona. Unfortunately, Renee was not able to stay in the park. Somebody else has taken over. Who does an extremely good job? with biologicals, which is why I'm so surprised at Maddie's existence. She's a delightful child, though. While she was recovering, she was asking me what everything did and have Amazo bring her things from different tables to look at. And of course, we have uh, Ara, yes, who's just Ara, awesome I'm, in the I'm, roles of the doctor. I'm, Ara, you are never allowed to quit Undomo because I don't know that I could ever get anybody else to actually do that accent. If you need to leave the part, you need to give me enough of advance notice so that I can write her out. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. <laughs> She's too much fun, though. My name is Gundis. Please. Oh, then you must call me Desdemona. So, does Andre have a chance? <laughs> I love Renee's Desdemona. Really? Oh, she's so good. Are you kidding? Oh, I'm not sure really? why he's so fixed. so bubbly. Okay, well, in this form... E e even in situations where doom is on the horizon, she was just so excited yeah, by being there. Oh, look at the workings of a supernova. It's so exciting. And, oh, it's quite terrible in this instance. Over... <laughs> And over. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my observation wasn't exactly uh, appropriate at this moment. Just can imagine all of the bridge crew just looking at her with this like, "Ah, you exactly." Like Look on her face, like, "Oh, oops, I did it again, didn't I?" Maddie only has a gender because she's had for another day. I imagine Andre would be showing up to you sometime soon. 
Perhaps I should just turn into a plant and hide in Dr. Squeeter's garden. You dislike him that much, then? Oh, it's not that. I'd like him fine for a friend, but the whole chasing me about like a randy dog does get rather annoying. Zeke is sweet because he really means everything he says and doesn't realize how he sounds like something... It's kind of amusing how in, during the grill talk scene, the boys all both got really, really quiet. Exactly. <laughs> oh, here he comes. <laughs> Through many years of learning, it's safer just to not say anything when the girls start talking. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> we have a bunch of robots walking in carrying flowers. Bases of flowers. Of course, Doctor. I take it Lieutenant Andrew is about to I love Nippa as Gaia. <laughs> Nippa does such a good job. I think that would be correct. Yeah, I think I've said this before in, in previous um, uh, commentaries, but uh, uh, she has such a range. It just, it, I, I've worked with her on a number of projects at different uh, production houses over the past couple of years, and just listening at the work she's done, she she can go from one extreme to another, and it, it's it's just it, she makes it sound so easy, and so she's such she a joy to listen too. to. Stars and constellations. <laughs> Oh wow. Yes, boys, you might want to brace your ears. Fair Lady Desdemona. I like writing for Andre because he can just be completely absurd and flamboyant. Zed is flamboyant in the sincere sweet way. Andre is just absurd. But it's fun. And he's quirky enough and good enough of a pilot to make up for it. Sometimes you just really wish you could just knock him over the head with a bully club. Like, okay, enough already. Oh my god. He kneels? Come, my dear one, come, uh, right. my fair one, come Wait, and tell unto me, who do you fancy a musketeer boy that's oh, just come from Paris? Oh, Tara gave me so many great little things to hide underneath the bottom of this. So come on, you saucy science lash, so come up with a star. If I'm dashing love, if I'm I love it when you get ad libs like that. I love it when my actors, actors improv. I do. I really, really do. James Rossi was fantastic with the improv. Elizabeth Rast, Mindy, oh my god, is she great as bad. And everybody else gives me snippets, but yeah, it's good. Do you think that I am foolish enough? Yes, I took this old futures to be That was one of the things about James. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to comment that with James, uh, uh, it, that was just so much a part of when he recorded lines. You know, I, I heard some of the raw stuff that you had sent me uh, before you mixed it down, and it just just totally out of the blue. With some of the things he'd come up with, I, you know, you'd be rolling in the floor by the time he was done, and uh, it just it, it's fun to hear someone just get into it like that and just whatever's off the top of your head and make it work so well. I always say, t- yeah, go ahead, Stevie. I mean, he comes up with. 
I was just going to say he comes up with some quite um, quite extreme sort of ad libs as well, many of which you've sort of wound up on the sort of yeah. end credits as well as outtakes, which are just absolutely hysterical. <laughs> He's the one that I listen to that that I tend to watch out for, you know, on the um, on the outtakes section of each end credits, because he always comes up with some really yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> One and two, I believe, are his swan song. He comes back for a brief time. But, uh, but yeah, um, I tell my actors all the time to take the lines I give you as a guideline. If you know a better way to say it or want to ad-lib or expand or just do whatever whatever the spirit moves you, please, you know, give me two or three takes away, I'll write it, but then just go, go whatever you want. I love it when they do that. And you never know, she might even use it too. I, I, quite I, I often learned that will. quick. And then we have Bruce, and I love his take on the, on the role. Yeah. Just, hmm. With his deep voice. I, I think Absolutely. we've described it in the past as a, yes. a, a walking earthquake. Uh, he's even got the costume we have. <laughs> he has such a wonderful tone to his voice as well. Even his natural speaking voice is just absolutely wonderful. Um, and he's a joy to produce as well. Bruce is a blast. I need to get him on a commentary sometime. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. She just comes out and says it. Yeah, just say it like it is. <laughs> uh, I happen to be, um, I mean, I, I rank you in it. Uh, wouldn't be proper. We, we, we have That's the one thing about Elizabeth. She does not tiptoe around the subject. She just gets out there and says it. I like I like having Elizabeth being uh, <laughs> not the normal, stuffy, you know, rule-bound military person. Sorry to say, haven't you read any of the sci-fi? She's sort of a space cowboy, but she still gets. She's so good. She still gets the job done, and she knows when to be serious and when not to be. If the captain is older or female, then it's the first officer's job to do all the seducing. This is not a sci-fi novel. Mycroft gets goose. reality. <laughs> seduction to Sherlock. He's better at it anyway. He always was the handsome one. Ah. Oh, I don't know about that, Commander. You do have and such a... There he is! <laughs> <laughs> That little bit there, you know, when he said this isn't a sci-fi novel, I almost expected him to turn around and say, this isn't Star Trek, this is Gaia. like adding little Easter eggs all over the place. I challenge you to a duel, Commander. Two duels in one day. 
One more and he really would be D'Artagnan. Yeah, kind of keeps things interesting, doesn't it? It keeps the writing fun. I finally worked through the writer's block for season two, so I'm going to start writing that soon. One hour from now, and I shall provide your sword. If you Elizabeth is eating up every moment of this. Rightfully, uh, rightfully, Andre should have been court-martialed <laughs> for that, but he's such a good pilot, and Elizabeth loves the idea of seeing Mycroft in the duel so much, she's just gonna... And you say you mad, need to get you know. me out of trouble. Oh, I cannot believe this. I haven't fenced since our university days, and he's a master fencer. Oh, he just plays at fencing. I did it for <laughs> Renee and I had a lot of fun with this. And when I was first writing um, most of Gaia season one, like um, Gaia mm. one through 12 or so, Renee and I and Christy Plotkin and I were talking all the time. And you were there too, Paul. Um, so Renee had a lot of a lot of input. Oh, yes, yes. Into the Desdemona character, um, Natty and Amazo. Um, Renee's daughter, Natasha, actually created Natty and Amazo. Unfortunately, none of that family, Renee or Tasha, are able to actually keep on the part. But a lot of influence. Fine then, Commander, we'll do it your way. So, uh, coming up here... Yeah, sorry, just I, I was Coming up here is the funniest scene of sure. lines that David has ever sent me. I practically piddled myself. Yep, he, he nailed really exactly he what was going me. on with it. So do you, <laughs> if you don't mind me butting my nose in where it doesn't love. Oh, don't remind me. That's the problem without ranking everyone. Nobody gets into her pants. Perhaps we should remove everyone's glands. All this focus on romance. Don't worry, Captain. When Andre realizes he can't help me, he's likely to try and romance you next. Oh, Lord. I don't even want to think about that. Ooh, I, don't know. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the classified ad for that okay, one. Here's this scene. This is scene. Which is my work. <laughs> help wanted. We have a Randy Musketeer on board and are in need of rescue. I have so much fun writing, writing for David. To his everlasting annoyance and roof brew. <laughs> I think I think he over, he wants almost wants to call a bomb squad whenever I send him a new script because he's never exactly sure what the hell I'm going to put him through next. Oh, this will be good for you, Commander. Think of the stories you'll be able to tell with children someday. I don't have any children. You just heard Bruce there. Bruce there as well talking about removing everybody's glands. That would be <laughs> just the thing to make me actually speak like Amazon for real. <laughs> Are you sure the weave in this I love Renee just way? nailed that line. She didn't fumble. Besides, he's not going to be able to hurt you anyway. I'm far better than Andre. Elizabeth is loving every moment of this. I look like a fool when you get beaten by a man in a full musketeer regalia, complete with wig, beauty mark, and fancy frock coat. I'll never let it down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta sometimes wonder why my um Mycroft doesn't just request a transfer. <laughs> Not such an I resign, I'm gone. Oh, cheer up, Mike. After this, you'll have all the single ladies on the ship chasing you about, wanting to wait on you hand and foot. Hell no, I outrank you, remember? It's supposed to go the other way around. Don't push your luck, Elizabeth. You're a captain <laughs> queen. That could always change, Mike. 
Queen Elizabeth Monroe. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Oh, now I know you have delusions of grandeur. Oh, that's all for later. At the moment, I am simply looking forward to your sexy body dancing on the <coughs> common room. I hear Ace is taking bets that you'll make a total ass of yourself. He would. You could just see, see Mycroft versus like, <laughs> You're enjoying this too much. God damn it. What am I, the things I do for you, woman? <laughs> Good lord. But there is no way in this galaxy. Yeah, he's feeling a little bit picked on, I think, at this point. But Mycroft is capable of getting his own back. He just has not had the right opportunity. Oh, yes. I'll have to make sure to have masquerade sometime in that exact style just for you. You can help me with it, Desdemona. <laughs> You'd have to wear courses, you know. If it gets Mycroft here in full King Louis regalia, it Okay, here's coming the hilarious part. Oh, bloody hell, Elizabeth. Do you want me to strangle you? Oh, you could try. Remember, I can kick your ass any day of the week. Yeah. Can we please just get this public humiliation over with? Nothing. Now, hold still. This might tingle. He's getting goosed from the inside out. Those parts of mine, they are not for you to play with. She's not doing what I think she's doing, is she? I'm being good, Captain. It's just been quite a long time since I was a man. <laughs> Stop that, Commander! David so captured idiot. Desdemona just so perfectly in that line. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how I let you throw me into this. <laughs> you always did hate public humiliation. This way, everyone will be expecting you to get your ass kicked. But instead, you yeah. will kick ass and avenge your honor while looking extremely sexy in the process. What's not to love? Having her make all <laughs> my parts tingle for one. I can't <laughs> it's a side effect. It'll fade away in a day or two. A day or two? <laughs> oh, I am a day or two. Yeah, nothing like getting stuck for a day or two with tingly bits. Anyone about this, Elizabeth, I swear I'll kill you. Oh, I'll be saving this one if Ace ever knew. Don't you dare. <laughs> and next we have trailers. I think I have trailers. Yes, we have trailers and stuff. And then credits. The ever, never ending credits. Paul, you are long <laughs> suffering, I know. <laughs> Next time on Gaia's Voyages, Mycroft and Andre duel over Desmond. So, Paul, what exactly did you want to say? Do you remember? So you just <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, Let's get this over with. Yeah, I thought's totally gone now. The penalties for striking a superior officer. Prepare to get spanked. Desdemona returns to her room to find a little. It's it's Saturday. My brain shut down. No. Yeah. Not here in my own quarters. I just had so much fun with this writing. <laughs> oh, indeed. 
need your dreams. I just try to do stuff that you normally wouldn't see in a, spa- a sci-fi show or a space show. To come to me, so I brought the love fest to you. Naked I see, except for yeah, There's so much in modern science fiction anymore. It's almost <laughs> cliche, and and you've managed to break most of them in, in the process here. And I think that's why Gaia is just, it's so fresh. Incredible. Decorations. Uh, well, I have plenty of stories to tell. It's been two years. It's hard to believe. I I can't believe that this has been in progress for for that long. It doesn't seem like it's been two years already. One hell of a roller coaster. And you've been here for all of it, Paul. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride. Um, Stevie, do you want to say anything about model in here now that the um Sorry? promo is running? Uh, this is the mod promo. Oh, do you want to say anything about mod? Listen. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, there's Sophie. And while life is normally quite dull around here, yes, like I said, it's the model yeah. promo. It's the old model promo. It's um, I think everybody's really, really missing Sophie since she um sort of left left for. I would that they um, the other side of the rift. Worsely, but usually by definition, if it mm-hmm. is mythological, it never existed. Now you're confusing <laughs> me. I thought that was my calling in life. Uh. <laughs> I wouldn't believe a word they told me. But yeah, Mark there, he's so... He's so God mm. Dave McIver is in it. So different um, as Atherton. The fiend. I'm beginning to accept Yeah, and Dave McIver is another yeah. person I'd like to get on the cast. Um, Hyder is going to be joining the Gaia cast. Um, That's cool, Sanity both counts. Great actors. Broken Sea Audio Productions. Well, don't have Dave <laughs> McIver yet. Someday. Join maybe. the mayhem <laughs> at brokensea.com. Uh, and the credits just get longer and longer and longer. Paul, you're going to die when the season finale <laughs> credits come around. Oh, I know. I, I used to be able to... Uh, do the whole string of credits. I, I would do like I would, would record multiple takes, uh, just reading from beginning to end each time, and they keep getting longer and longer. And I'm afraid that you're going to have to do more Franken landing before this is done with because I don't know if I can get, get through the entire credits without blowing a line somewhere. So it, yes, it's, at least I don't make you read every every music title as well as every character <laughs> title anymore. <clears throat> Yeah, was, uh, you've got so much music in there that uh, we, we'd have 20 minutes. Yeah, we have such a distinctive voice, Paul. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, uh, uh, I, I don't do this professionally, at least, well, not truly professionally. I I do do a little bit with my employer and, you know, telephone equipment type stuff, but... Uh, uh, up until I got involved with voice acting, you know, I just I never had given it much thought, really. Yeah, Actually, my wife talked me into it. Uh, uh, I'd been a big fan of uh, audio drama and podcasts for some years before, and and she said, "Well, why don't you try auditioning for a couple of roles?" And, and so I threw threw a couple of auditions out there, and and it, I got hooked. I mean, it was, it was almost like drugs. You know, the more I did, the more fun I had. Yeah, you and I actually started out our first parts in the same episode, Seminar Twenty, over at Pendant. <laughs> oh, that was a fun episode. That's where we that. Yeah, that's where we met. Very cool. That was my first ever audition that I got. 
And I was very new to the auto drama scene, thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is so goddamn cool!" Whoa! If I remember right, I come across. If I and remember I got right, got your M. In, in I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, Go ahead, you're fine. If I remember right, Nipple was in that too. Voices of authority. Big boys, bigger toys. I'm not sure. I believe she was the stormtrooper. Deliberate thought. Maybe she was. I forget exactly who was. I think Mark Zarakor was in it. Mm-hmm. And I forget who else. But you and I, of that cast, you and I were the only ones who sort of started talking because I have, back then, I had this um, habit which I've kept of pretty much just imming complete strangers if I could find their ims and saying, hi, um, this is who I am. I do this and this. If you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But I just thought to say, hi. Nobody's really ever said, who the hell are you? Stop stalking me! <laughs> and uh, that's actually how I met a lot of my cast. Um, that, that's, how, that's how you met me. And little did and I, I know. Them in. Little did I know. <laughs> but it's been worth it. It really has. Damn it. Jumps and squeals like a girl. Thank you very much, Elaine. Thank you. Yeah, jumps like jumps. Yeah, that frequently like happens with, when you get lines from Elizabeth away. or from uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when Elaine gives you lines, it's uh, it's very common to have one of those moments where it's like, well, you want me to do what? Mindy, <laughs> I can personally vouch for that. <laughs> I can personally vouch for that also. Yeah, David's been on the business end of that one for yeah, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> I write improv into my scripts. You know, improv reactions and things. <laughs> She's still going on and on and on. She's still going. No, no. I, I, like I said, I get used to it because it is love. It's so much fun. I, I crack up listening to these, and so I make try to put the best if I can't, can't put it in the episode. I put the best of her bloopers in the her her improvs in the bloopers. And I believe yes. We are ending. Bye. That is the end of the guys' Bye-bye. commentary. So stay tuned for next episodes. And I believe, not exactly sure what episode this is going to be released after this, but more commentaries to come. Okay, bye.